Right, 23 after 5 and Radio 2000, we've got Bandy on the line to give us the Glen Zero Super Drive business wrap. Hi, Bandy. Hi, Natty. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. All right, so you want to first uh, touch on this the sad state of unemployment in South Africa? Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, I mean, most people by now have probably seen, uh, whether it's a tweet or whether it's um, a post on social media or the article itself, um, but uh, Step SA, uh, after a month delay, uh, which was due to them you know, verifying some quality assurance issues to make sure that the stats actually make sense, released their unemployment stats, uh, which are also at a record high, mm. increased about 0.4%, reaching 35 Percent. Um, that's the unemployment rate in South Africa right now. But if you consider the expanded uh, definition of employment, unemployment, which basically also includes discouraged workers, uh, the, the rate is at about 46.2%. Um, in terms of real numbers, that basically means that in the under the expanded rate, there's about 11 million people in South Africa that are unemployed. Mm. Uh, under the official rate, it's, um, it's about 7.9 million people that are unemployed in South, in South Africa, which is quite significant and just is telling of uh, the state of our nation currently. I think for me, some of the numbers, uh, you know, if you begin to unpack that um, that, that uh, unemployment number, there's, there's some shocking um, numbers for me, and which I just wanted to highlight. Uh, one of them is that um, there's about 17.4 million people in South Africa that are regarded as not economically active. You know, that's mm. almost 50% of the population. Uh, not taking part of not taking part in the economy, which is uh, significantly, you know, sh- for me quite shocking. From a provincial perspective, Eastern Cape is, uh, has the highest rate of unemployment, uh, along with Limpopo, Mpumalanga, as well as Northern Cape, who are, from an expanded definition perspective, sitting at about over 50% of unemployment. Youth unemployment is still quite high, over 50%. Um, and uh, within the various dynamics, if you consider age, you know, the highest is around 15 to 24, um, which is about 66 percent, uh, 24 to 35 is about 43 percent. And I think as you get older within the ages, the unemployment rate decreases, which is probably a function of experience, knowledge. But at the same time, for me, it's telling of a state that uh, seemingly has very high um, youth unemployment. Um, and uh, yet we say you know, the, the youth is the future. Uh, for me, the numbers seem to be contradicting that statement. And even more shocking, Nati, is that 3.4 million people in South Africa, or young people between the ages of 15 and 24, are currently not in employment. They're not mm. in education or in or training of any form. Oh, no. You know, so they're sitting, um, doing nothing, basically, in this sort of case. And 3.54 million is quite significant. And the question is, you know, what happens to this youth um, in five years, in 10 years' time? Because... If you just consider the unemployment within the education levels, um, for university graduates, it's about 11.8%. Uh, or other tertiary qualifications, 23%, metric 37, uh, less than metric 39, which shows that there's a correlation between education and, and being able to get employment. Now, if you're sitting with 3.4 million youth that are not in education, not in employment, or any form of training, you know, it's what quite worrying. What hope do they have? Yeah, what will, make, what will happen of them? Yeah. You know, um, hopefully some of them uh, find themselves uh, in entrepreneurship, but um, I mean, I think the story is quite bad. Um, and from a race and uh, gender dynamic, you know, the black African woman is sitting at about 42.4%, which is the highest. Oh, no. um, yeah, it's, it's quite a sad story. It's a very sad yeah, state of affairs in yeah. South Africa. And I think it's one of those things that um, if there was ever uh, something that to regard as a state of an age or a state of disaster for me, this would be one of it. Um, yeah. And I think 
government, private sector, you know, as the president mentioned, it's not the responsibility of government to create jobs, but to create the environment, which is um, conducive. But mm. uh, yeah, I mean, I think everyone just needs to pull together because ultimately this is going to impact us all because it's going to reduce the quality of the work we do overall Indeed. because we've got people that are not in the job pipeline, they're not learning, they're not being educated. They're not um, this skilled. This is just bad news all around. Yeah, Indeed. they're not productive, they're not contributing from a textbook perspective, they're not contributing yeah. to the economy. So now you've got a very you know, small base of people basically carrying the economy of South Africa, which for me is not, um, is not a viable, you know, it's not a sustainable option and we need to really put our heads together and hopefully, you know, the Ministry of Labor, the government as a whole and private sector will be able to put some measures or initiatives in place that can address this. Yeah. Here's another sad story. Bell Equipment, they want out of South Africa. Yeah, so they they, they made it, they announced that um, they're going to start moving out of South Africa. Of That's course, Bell Equipment is... Um, is the company that produces the, I mean, I think people have probably seen this type of trucks, this, mm. um, different type, types of trucks that are mostly used in construction. Um, they've been in South Africa since 1954. They were founded here in KZN. Um, I, I mean, I think for me it's bad news, but at the same time, you sort of understand uh, their position from a group perspective because uh, a large number of their clientele is basically based up north um, and um, they've got about 3% of their sales comes solely from Russia. They, they, they're quite huge in Europe as well as in America. So I think um, to be closer to, to their customers, um, they're moving up north. But uh, at the same time, they did highlight that uh, the current uh, climate in South Africa is very uncertain, very volatile. Um, and they highlighted uh, things like the unrest that we saw, um, mm. and uh, particularly also the labor sector, well, the union sector. Um, they basically decided to 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 to, to move out um, of South Africa, but yeah, bad news uh, for the people that will be affected. But I think in the product in the broader scheme of things, you know, this happens. You know, companies even come into South Africa a long time a lot. We saw also in the investment committee investment uh, for investment conference last week. Um, there were a lot of companies that also promised and committed that they would be expanding. So for me, it's definitely sad news uh, for those that will be impacted. But in the greater scheme of things, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see um, some more competitors taking advantage of this uh, opportunity. I wonder if they'll keep their factory open. They've got a factory most in Richards Bay. Yeah. I wonder if they'll um, I mean, I think from what they're saying, they're going to be closing down that factory and moving it up north. Um, but they'll do it in phases. Mm. It's not going to be a one-off situation. Um, but they did say that they're still committed uh, to South Africa. You know, So maybe they'll have uh, a certain part. You're committed to us, but you're leaving us? That's weird. Sorry? They say they're committed, but they're still you know, planning to <laughs> leave the country. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's just more a business. They've become a global company. You know, they've grown from becoming a local company, supplying uh, South Africa to Mm. quite a a significant player in the global market. So as much as I think they noted the climate and the landscape in South Africa, I think uh, a significant portion, a significant influence of the decision is uh, just the fact that the main clientele is based in the Northern Hemisphere. You know, Mm. so it would make Mm. sense to get closer uh, to that side so that, you know, you begin to uh, cut uh, some of the logistic costs um, but hopefully, maybe then they, when they say they committed, they're thinking about um, you know maybe they'll manufacture certain parts, maybe they'll they'll diversify into another space. Um, you know, you never know with these things. But um, it's probably a decision that makes sense for them. But it obviously uh, is, yeah. But they've had a good impacted. run from 1954 till now. It's a good run. Yeah, they've they've, they've had a very good run, I suppose. Um, 
But uh, it seems like, yeah, we'll be... I mean, they, they're still going to continue, right, as a global company. Yeah. And it's not like they're shutting down completely. But, um, you know, you can imagine there's going to be a lot of people impacted that are currently in that uh, factory. Um, but they said they'll do it in a staggered approach. Okay. Bendy, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Uh, we'll chat again soon. Thank you very much, and uh, have a good show going forward. Thank you. That's Mr. Bandile Matandela, our financial analyst.